Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to NJSBA's Blog Talk Radio program, Conversations on New Jersey Education, a program dedicated to creating a conversation among those of us in the education community and beyond on the important educational issues of, of the day a conversation that I hope that you feel free to join in on. My name is Ray Penny. I'll be your host for this afternoon's program. Uh, Today, like always, I will not only be taking your phone calls if you want to call in, uh, but we also have a chat room open where you can just uh, ask us questions, and I will pass on to the the guest uh, your questions and or comments. Uh, To call in, you dial 1-347-989-8904 and uh, press 1 and that will indicate in our switchboard that you have a question. Uh, and we have uh, Mike will be working our switchboard, and uh, Mike will let me know. He, he'll go to you, and he'll let me know what your topic and or question is. Uh, if you're listening on uh, on the phone, uh, I would ask you to turn your computer off because there's a slight delay, and it's a little bit confusing. Uh, today's program is very interesting. Uh, you know, I was thinking about it. We were in the middle of a presidential election this year, and that usually uh, get garners all the attention. Uh, the governor's race always garners all the attention. But actually, for the average person, the form of government that really touches you the most is your local municipal body and your local school district. Uh, and for most of the time, you even know someone who serves on one of those bodies. Um, and those two bodies control most of the, the budget in the community. And uh, they sometimes need to work together. And oftentimes, uh, they work very hard, but not always together. Uh, today, we have with us uh, from the District of Fairlawn three individuals who serve uh, two on the school board and one on the town council. And they'll talk about how their district and uh, uh, municipality, which is Fairlawn in Bergen County, uh, how they work together for the community. Uh, I'd like to work, uh, welcome Gene Banta. Gene uh, is uh, a longtime board member, and I'll have him introduce himself later. Michael Rosenberg, who also serves on the Board of Ed, and Kurt Peluso, who's on the Town Council. First, Gene, I'll start with you, because I think you've been on the board uh, a fairly long time. You're one of the elder statesmen on the board. Uh, please tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm the president of the Board of Education at this time. I've been a member since 1992, and um, I'm an attorney, and uh, I... Um, Along with Mike and Kurt, we presented this uh, at a workshop down in um, Atlantic City last month. And uh, Fairlawn is uh, a district with uh, 32,000 residents. We've got almost 5,000 students. It's a K-12 district with one high school, two middle schools, and six elementary schools. Okay. And Mike uh, Rosenberg, how long have you been on the board? I've been on the board. I've just been getting my ninth year on the board. Um seems like it was just yesterday, um, but I've been chairman of the Shared Services Committee um, for at least five years now, uh, maybe, maybe longer, actually, um, and um, I'm a school teacher in Hillsdale. That's my profession. Okay, and uh, Kurt, you're on the town council. How long have you been on the town council? Yeah, so I am just entering my uh, fifth year on the town council, and uh, I was fortunate enough that when I first got elected to the council, uh, to be appointed on the Church Service Committee um, as a former graduate of Fairlawn High School and going through the whole school system, that would be a great fit. Oh, okay, great. Um, 
So you're, you're like the new kid on the block uh, in terms of this group. Um, yeah, five years isn't much in our group. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's a good mix here. Gene, uh, uh, I'll start with you because uh, I know that in Fairwan, the two entities try to work together. Uh, how did that get started? And, and maybe who started um, well, back in uh, 1989 or maybe 1990, we we got a new superintendent, uh, Dr. Robert Byrne, who's since retired. But he came in and uh, he looked at the district and said, we don't have enough communication with the uh, borough council. And just a real quick history, the reason for that, there was no communication, is is back in the 70s, the, the school district has actually sued the borough uh, because the borough was withholding our tax funds. There was some disagreement on, you know, the proper usage of the tax funds. Should we have used surplus? So the borough said, you know, we're going to collect the taxes and hold them. And so the pub, uh, the business administrator at the time uh, talked the board into, rightly so, uh, suing the uh, borough council uh, to get our money. We won the lawsuit. Uh, the borough council appealed it, lost on the appeal. So that left a very bad taste in everybody's mouth for 10, 12, 13 years. So Dr. Byrne came in and said, "Look, it's been long enough. We have to we have to talk to the, the borough. There's a lot of things we can do together." And uh, we began uh, something called the Board Borough Liaison Council, which was, besides the unwieldy name, the whole process was a little bit unwieldy because it was the whole board and the whole borough council. So that was that was difficult to do. And through the years, we've narrowed it down and we've winnowed it down to where it is now, where it's um, the Shared Services Committee, because that's truly what we're trying to do here is save everybody money by, by having the Shared Services Committee meetings with just uh, two or three people from the board and two people from the council. And uh, you can get a lot more done with just a few people. Obviously, you have to go back and talk to your board or your council, but to get the ball rolling, it's a lot easier with – and rather than having 14, 16 people, just have five or six, and you can, you know, spitball a lot better. Okay. Uh, Mike, Mike, you were the next person who came on. How were you informed? Did you know about this uh, shared service committee before you ran for the board? Um, I didn't know about it before I ran for the board, but I I think I was appointed to the committee pretty, um, pretty quickly. And I, you know, I had a lot of... Um, ties to the town. I was volunteering on the rescue squad and doing a lot of stuff with the town. So I thought I was one of a, a good person to um, help move things along between the borough and the, uh, and the board since I knew the process, kind of. So did, uh, I don't know who the board president was at the time, but did they say, this is what this committee does, We and you said, I'd like to be on it type of thing? Uh, they informed you about the work of that committee? Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, Kurt, on the town council side, the municipal side, uh, you may not have known about it when you ran. How did you know about this uh, committee, and how did you uh, get on it? Yeah, so when I was first running, um, I did a little research on the different committees that were involved within the town, and um, the shared service was obviously one of them. Um, I knew that we did do some partnerships. I just didn't know the extent of it. Um, As you know, I started... Uh, once I was elected and became a member of the shared service, I requested from our borough manager a list of the current uh, projects that we're currently working on, and it was a pretty intense list. Um, and since then, it has uh, has definitely grown. Uh, all right, you have a shared service uh, committee, where, uh, which, as G and U described, is uh, two or three from each per, uh, entity. 
How do you uh, decide what gets on the agenda? Uh, well, it, it, um, well Mike, Mike, Mike is um, the chair, so yeah, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's some other people that we that we have involved at every meeting too. So we have two, uh, two or three board members, two council members. The borough manager is also at the meeting, and the um, our BA is also at the meeting. And usually our maintenance, um, the head of maintenance is at the meeting. Um, and a lot of times some people from the town DPW, uh, depending on what we're going to discuss at the meetings. As far as the agenda, what we do is we go back and forth with the mayor's secretary um, and the BA, and we kind of get everyone on the committee's um, opinions on what needs to be put on onto the uh, agenda. Okay, and um yeah, hey, Ray, if I could just do a quick follow up on that. Sure. On that. So so one situation um that I think would be a good example of how it kind of worked was we were looking to purchase um a lightning detector on one of our fields. Um when I brought it up, I started thinking, you know what? This is probably something we could jointly do um with the Board of Education. Mm-hmm. So we sent the item to the uh, to the rest of everyone on the committee, and we put on the agenda for the next meeting. Uh, we discussed it, and through our discussions, we found that the borough and the, and the Board of Ed could save uh, thousands of dollars, actually, by purchasing, the, purchasing them in bulk. And uh, it was a nice project that got done really quickly uh, for something that's definitely beneficial to our community. Uh, well, you, you described one thing, and before I move on to other things, uh, and I, I'm assuming from what you're telling me, it seems like the people that you're putting on the committee, the professionals, the staff members, are areas that you think are areas that you need to explore or continue to work on sharing services. Because you mentioned facilities, which and the DPWs, is that are those areas that you probably are doing some shared services on now, and you're just trying to see how you can improve on that. Probably, yeah, probably. Think, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, I think one of our biggest ones, yeah, like you said, DPW is where we see the most, uh, our most, our most cost saving. So anything with, uh, we're currently doing vehicle and bus maintenance, uh, you know, paving of the roads, you know, we'll do a joint bid in case there's any projects the Board of Ed wants to do, um, sharing the use of facilities. So, like, if our fields aren't in use by our rec department, uh, the school has access to it and vice versa. Uh, and, you know, if we're talking about anything with the field, you know, we might consider bringing on the rec director if we're talking about anything in our maintenance garage. No, we're going to bring the head of our maintenance team and possibly our DPW supervisor on as well. Okay. Michael or Gene, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, well, there was also uh, the – we haven't done this in a while, but uh, quite some time ago, uh, the borough was looking to buy some new computers. And because of the deep discounts we get because we buy in bulk – um, we were able to save a lot of money for the town, and they bought a, a significant number of desktops. And I think I remember Kurt telling me that uh, it has, it's been a while because what Kurt, you said, you guys managed to get a grant or something from somebody but uh, to buy some more computers. But that was a significant savings for the borough because of our discount. We said we're going to buy some computers, and they said, oh, yeah, put us in. And then we, we got them, and, you know, they paid them for us, and they saved a lot of money. Um There's- uh, yes, Michael. There's been a couple of times um, where we've, first of all, we've gone back and we've re-looked at the committee, and we found out that there's a lot of stuff that we do on a day-to-day basis that isn't part of the formal agreements that we, obviously the 
big imp the big stuff we do like vehicle maintenance that the town does for uh for us is you know codified and it's it's approved by both entities and there's a written agreement but there's a lot of stuff that we do because of these meetings that just happens on a day-to-day -day basis um and there's other stuff that we found out because we are two pretty big entities that maybe a shared service agreement on that stuff like snow plowing for example isn't a good idea because it wouldn't cause it wouldn't save any money and it would actually cause more hassle than it was worth so so there's a two-way street on all these things and i know you how often do you meet three to three to four times a year um it depends kind of our busy season and the borough's busy season are sometimes at different times, um, but we try to meet like like at least three times a year. And if I could just follow up on that, Kurt, um, yeah. the BA and the borough manager, they speak on a weekly basis, email back and okay. forth. So even if the three of us or our committees are not involved, they are constantly doing things. I think you know, they don't come to us and say, listen, the borough has a dump truck that we can borrow to do X and Y. They just go ahead and do it. So, you know, the two of them or their or their uh their people discuss it and then we'll just get a report said, Oh, by the way, you know, last week we did this and they don't have to go through us. They have a lot of autonomy to get things done to try and uh, save themselves a lot of time, hassle and money. Uh, so although you kind of answer my next question, but I I'll want you to maybe embellish even more. Uh you started off talking about the shared service committee, uh which is a formal entity that's more informal. So are you allowing your professionals in both entities, the school board and the uh, uh, municipal body, to kind of like communicate with each other and try to find ways that they can uh, save money and or improve services? Uh, yeah, we, we, that's how we prefer it. I mean, we're overseeing the school district. They have the general direction. If it's a big item or it's something that they're not sure that the board would be comfortable with or the council would be comfortable with, they'll contact us, and maybe it has to go on an agenda or maybe they just need some direction from us on it. But for the most part, we give them a lot of room to work because they're the professionals. Uh, they're, they're all doing an excellent job, and their opinion and their expertise is what we rely on. So they, they get a lot of a lot of room to, to do a lot of things without having to run through the bureaucratic nightmare of when's our next meeting, um, you know, that kind of thing. So they they're they're generally uh, very uh very much allowed free reign. Yeah, thank uh, you. Yeah, just to kinda of elaborate a little more on that. You know, if um you know our borough manager is very good with, you know, keeping us um on point on what's going on. So if you know there is something that he and the BA uh, discuss, he'll send an email and just just give a, give me a heads up so uh, I can keep up the pace with everything. Uh, but you know it's it's also great to have this relationship because we found that it was very beneficial to us also when we had certain uh, states of emergency here. Uh, the constant oh. communication and the close relationship we have uh, with our chief of police and the superintendent of our school uh, is phenomenal. So I think these small relationships that we've developed really paid off largely in the end when we came to major events. So that if you have a major storm coming up, you already have the relationship built and it's just uh and it's it's much easier to communicate is what you're telling me, Kurt. Yes, it's it's phenomenal. Uh, you know, we're we're very fortunate here in this town to have some re really great leaders in a lot of different areas. And the communication that we've been like Mike and Gene has explained of going back to forth on little items 
have cultivated relationships that led to better relationships that lead to bigger things. I have a question from the chat room. Uh, he probably came on a little bit late, but we'll answer it anyway. It's Bruce, uh, a board member in Bergen County. Uh, he wanted to know who instituted the shared services. Uh, Gene, you said that in the beginning. Uh, it was uh, one of the superintendents actually initiated it. Uh, right, our prior 90s. superintendent. Right, right. Our, I'm sorry, our prior superintendent Bob Byrne. Uh, when he came on, he he realized that the relationship had been sour for a long time. So he reached out to the board members and said, "I think we should reach out to the to the borough," and that's what he did. He I think he spoke initially to the mayor, and then the board members got in touch with the uh, council members, and I think they finally broke the ice and. Uh, it was just a matter of who's going to take the first step, and then they cultivated it. But uh, it was the board reaching out to the borough going over 20 years ago, I guess more like 25 years ago now. And I, did it start slowly with small items and then build up to where it is today? Um, yes. I, you know, I wasn't on a board at that time, believe it or not. I've only been on 24 years, not 25. But um, <laughs> it, it started off small, and then... You know, we did a few things, but it's it's built through the years, and it's it's built through different councils and different superintendents and different boards and different uh, different borough managers. But again, it's been mutually beneficial because we have a mutual trust with each other. And the important thing was that when we reached out, they didn't slap our hand away. They they realized too that hey, this could be a good thing for the taxpayers of the town. Uh, we're yeah, I, I think as as budgets have gotten tighter and tighter, that it's evolved more quickly probably in the last few years um, because budgets are so tight. Um, but I think, like Gene said, it has evolved and um, it has it has evolved to what it is today. And today it's really mutual respect for each other and. How can we save money? And one of the best things that we did, we found out that the that the uh, board was charging the borough, fun, uh, you know, to rent buildings and to, to for custodians and stuff like that. And then the town was charging the board for the same types of things. And what we decided a couple of years ago was let's stop the nickel and diming. We're not going to charge the other entity with with those nickel and dime stuff because someone is someone is spending their time doing the paperwork someone's spending their time writing out the checks etc that and it doesn't matter because you're just uh paying one person uh to the other with the same tax base so yes that's interesting. Uh, we're speaking with uh, two board members and a town council member from the district uh, or community of Fairlawn about how they work together for the community. If you have a question or you want to ask a question, you can dial 1-347-989-8904 and press 1, and uh, we'll get your question. Or you can just type it in like Bruce did in the chat room. Uh, I, I want to go how – we talked a little bit about how it got started and how it evolved a little bit. Uh, what do you do when you – because uh, I think, Gene, you mentioned that boards change over the time. Uh, municipalities change, and municipalities might change with different members of the political parties. Uh, I'm not sure what the pol partisan politics is in Fairlawn, but you can have different political parties or even different board members. Uh, has this become an issue uh, internally in either entity? Uh, I'll start with you, Kurt. Uh is this something that it seems like everyone supports at the municipal level? 
<clears throat> Definitely. And I think what the best approach that we do, and, uh, you know, I could assure you that I'll be continuing this trend um, as long as I'm involved, is that we, um, ha- we nominate one Republican and one Democrat to serve on the Shared Service Committee, so politics um, really aren't involved. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really fortunate. Both parties have a really great relationship in our town and are all working for the benefit of this community. And, you know, as long as there's a bipartisan council, we're going to try to continue to make sure it's one Republican and one Democrat. Um, if there's a, any situation where there's f- all five in one party, then obviously it would be different. But as long as there's at least one or one Democrat or one Republican, they should be serving on this committee. That that's uh, that actually speaks a lot to the that it hasn't become that because I know sometimes that almost anything can become a political issue uh, between the two parties. So uh, that's interesting. Uh, Gene, what about uh, the board? Uh, do you guys somehow bring those people involved? A new board member? Um, yeah, I, it's just uh, it, it's just been around for so long now. It's just one of our many committees and. When new board members come on, they get a little bit of an initiation as to what's what. We explain to them what the committees are. They get to uh, they get to put in a request for the committees, and they understand. And they have, have nobody on our side has ever complained. Oh, I don't want to work with a Democrat. Or I don't work work with a Republican. But the committee system is so ingrained that it's just taken for granted. And just to follow up what Kurt said, um, we've worked with Democrats, Republicans. And well, then sometimes they fight amongst themselves. Not so much this this current council, but I've never had a problem where somebody on the council has said we don't want to do this because of X. They have always been Republicans, Democrats, the council members have always been trying to look forward to how to save the taxpayers' money. They, they, they that is one thing that I think they all agree on is that. What can we do to save money, and if we work together with the board, with each other, what's the best way to do that? And I've had nothing but the best experience for my 24 years on the board. That's been the case. And I don't know the municipal budget. Uh, in the school budget, uh, I assume most of it, the, the bulk, is really from uh, the taxpayers in the municipality. You don't receive much state aid. I don't know about the other portion. Uh, the municipal aid. Uh, is that correct, uh, Mike or Gene? Well, yeah, we 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 get maybe 10% of our bud- school budget from the state and the federal government. The rest is all local. Okay. And, uh, Kurt, you're mostly uh, the taxpayer, too. You don't get much state aid, right? That That's correct, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a question from someone in Middlesex County who – the name seems familiar. Hold on. Debbie Boyle, yes. South Plainfield, you have a question. I know who you are. Oh, I know. I, and I don't have a question. I have a comment. Um, okay. We decided to do this in 2007. We employed the MBA group from Rutgers, the, um, the seniors, and we were able to formulate a plan. Um, it cost $2,500 for the board, $2,500 to the municipality. And we do a lot of the programs that other people do. Um, we've never had a problem. We try to meet every other month um, since 2007. We work on snow removal, line striping. Um, when they get a grant for handicap ramps near the schools, they do the handicap ramps. Um, and I just find it works really well. Oh, okay. Uh, and um, 
or, or do you find the same way that no one on either end body seems to uh, everybody wants to work towards something like this? Yes, and and right now our council is um, all Republicans. Um, it was Democrat and Republican when we started, and there was never an issue of politics. Okay. Well, see, we we have uh, everyone singing Kumbaya, I guess, in the couple towns anyway. Uh, thanks, <laughs> Debbie. I'll see you later. You're welcome. All well, right. It's all about saving money. Yes, and how can anyone be against that? Um, what, what are uh, are there any other areas that you have uh, saved money on that you haven't discussed uh, at this point, or some that you really think are very innovative? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I think that the best shared service we have is our school resource officer at the high school. Um, we pay for half of his salary. The borough pays for the other half, and that is probably the most important one we've done. Um, the the thing that's saving us the most money right now is the town maintenance um, agreement. To, they do all. They maintain all our buses and all our other vehicles. And what we found at first, it didn't work. There was a problem um, with the amount of people that the town had had on the payroll, um, and it just didn't work. It didn't work for either entity. But a couple years later, we tried it again. And now it's probably our best agreement uh, yet is that they maintain all of our vehicles. Uh, anyone else have any other shared service that you think that we haven't mentioned yet? No, I think, uh, I think, I think, I, I think the paving was mentioned. I think Kurt okay. mentioned it early on about the paving. But at, at, at half a million dollars a mile for paving, um, we if we if they're going to go out for a bid because they go out every year and we need to do something we save probably thirty percent on the paving. So if we were planning on spending one hundred fifty thousand dollars on paving, let's say we throw the bid in with them, we save in ourselves forty five thousand dollars, and that's every, almost every year we have something to pave with with uh, nine schools and another building. There's almost always something to pave, so you can save a lot of money, you know, just doing things like that. And I just wanted to point that out because. The paving, anybody who, who knows, you know, macadam is extremely expensive. Right. Uh, Kurt, did you yeah, have anything to add? Yeah, just another one to add. And, yeah, paving is definitely a big one for us because our projects are, you know, miles long, where theirs is very, a very simple uh, process for us. But another one that, we, um, that we're actually um, discussing right now is expanding the tennis court at, uh, at the high school. It's actually the expansion would uh, bring it onto borough property. Uh, so we gave the school permission to go on to expand onto the borough property, and they'll be using the tennis court throughout the day. Uh, but in the evening, we would like to use it for our residents to have a place to play. So the town, so the school will be um, expanding the tennis court, and the town would look to install lighting so it'll be open for night for all the residents to use. Uh, I just uh, I have a curious question. Uh, once you come to uh, some of these agreements in principle, do you both have to send it to your uh, attorneys, the board attorney and the municipal attorney, to make sure everything uh, on the more formal agreements, or is oh, some of this so informal that it's kind of just done? Um, Kurt, on, on the formal agreements, yeah, we do send it to the attorney. Um, like for the uh, like for the tennis court, it, it was a 25 year lease for a dollar or something like that. So we sent that to the attorney. And Mike, did we send the um, DPW agreement? Did did the attorney have to look at that too, yeah, the one yeah. with the repairs. Yes, I'm sure, because that that's probably our most formal agreement. 
Yeah. So the, yeah, there's some, but there's some that like if we want to we want to borrow a truck, we don't have to worry about that. If, if they want to use our, our fluorescent light crusher, you know, we just they just work that out among themselves and they figure it out. Yeah, and uh, just to add to the more formal agreements, we then bring it uh, uh, to the full. I'll bring it to the full council as Mike and Gene will bring it to the full board, um, also for discussions and you know for a formal vote before it goes through. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Kurt, I'll ask you this one. Uh, what is a if someone from another uh, municipality asked you uh, any questions, or someone new came on to your uh, board, uh, your governing body? What's the most important piece of advice that you think you would give a newcomer to this from the municipal governing body's position as to make this work? Well, it's amazing because after the um, the lecture we gave at the in Atlantic City. We've had a, a number of people reach out to us before, um, right after and then throughout that whole week and also emails and phone calls. Um, so, and, and the one thing I tell everyone is to try it. Um, I think there's a lot of people that are fearful to even take the first step, but there's there's really no excuse how you can't find even the smallest partnership. And I know that every school budget and every municipal ba- budget is having a tough time saving taxpayers any kind of money. But when we could do any kind of exploration to find ways to save money, it's definitely worth uh, worth taking the time to do. Um, so that would be the best advice I can give anyone joining a, a board or a council is to just ask. You know, take that first step, um, and, and I'm pretty confident it'll pay dividends in the end. Uh, and then uh, just, from the, if I could just follow up on that real quick, Ray. Yep. Oh yeah, Ray. Okay. Well, what I was going to say is that. Um, the reason I tell the story about the board and the borough lawsuit back in the 70s is because there was a lot of bad blood for a long time. But it just took a, you know, a hand across the table, and the borough was more than willing to speak with us and work on it. So no matter how bad your relationship is with your, with your, uh, either with your council or with your board of ed, like Kurt said, you just ask, and you, you might be very surprised by the answer. And... It, it just takes a matter of you know two people wanting to break the ice, and and you're good to go. And I I think that any any borough and any any board of ed can do this. Um, do you uh, publicize either entity or both entities? Do you uh, publicize this to your community uh, that we've just done the the paving of the high school parking lot or whatever it's going to be? Uh, so that your community is aware of some of the tax savings that both bodies are looking at. Well, I, I think we, you know, it's on agendas, um, and we we do the meetings are usually public. But as far as I don't think we've ever, and Kurt, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've ever put in a press release or anything like that, have we? Um, I would say. More of it is, is more of the general meeting announcements. So we do um, two broadcast uh, council meetings. Um, uh, every month, and you know, I always uh, discuss, you know, what has gone on with the shared services and what, where we're going and what direction. Uh, so we do publicize it through that end, um, and then our local reporter, if there's anything big going on between the shared service, uh, she's very good at reporting it. Um, I know when we first uh, signed on to share the uh, the maintenance uh, program, you know, there's a good article in the local paper about it. Uh, so we do a little bit of PR on it. Um, and then when we, I was just sworn in on January, um, you know, my, uh, Mike was there. Uh, I believe Jim was there too, and, and we also discussed the shared services um, and how great a relationship it is um, among between the council and the board of that. Oh, that's good. Uh, a lot of times, uh, from my experience, people who serve on either 
the gov- municipal governing body or the school board really don't have an understanding of the other person's role. Because uh, while there's some similarities, there's a lot of differences in what who has authority, the role of the superintendent as opposed to the municipal manager. Uh, do you find that you better understand each other's roles uh, for each body? Uh, Kurt, I'll start with you. Do you think you understand the Board of Ed a little bit better now? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's um, it, it's tremendous what, what they're responsible for, um, you know, educating thousands of students. Um, and, and I think the one thing that's been really great um, between the council and the Board of Ed is that we respect uh, both separate forms of government entities. You know, we're, we're sure to discuss stuff on the shared service agreement, um, but the council doesn't discuss anything that's going on with the Board of Ed. We like to keep out of it and vice versa with the Board of Ed and the Council. And I think that's really led to a very healthy relationship. Um, but the amount, I mean, their budget is uh, almost double ours. So I, I do have great respect of uh, what they're doing. Okay. Uh, okay, Mike uh, and Gene, you're on the spot. Do you have the same uh, respect back? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and also, did you learn, uh, especially Gene, because you've been on the longest, uh, do you kind of learn uh, about a position that you didn't really know a whole lot about? I have to say I do. I, 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 I had a, you know, I, I have a general idea what the town council did when I got on the board, but I didn't realize, you know, there, there are a lot of facets that that I didn't understand, and I also didn't realize that uh, the public got really upset a lot more with the council than they ever did with the board, and about sometimes that things that just seemed to me weren't that important, but they take a lot more criticism than we do from what I've seen. And it and it can be a very difficult job for them, um, for that. And and there's a lot of lot of aspects. They yeah, they have a lot of departments. They've got DBW. They got the police. They've got the fire department. They've got uh, parks and recreation. And there's a lot of aspe- assets and a lot of aspects of of the town that they have a lot to do with. And I just take for granted. I go to the park. I know the police are there. I know that the garbage is there picked up. But you know that that's uh, there's there's a lot going on there that I didn't really appreciate till I, I got involved with this a little bit more. Yeah, uh, Michael, I any think, yeah, Well, I think that obviously there's a lot of differences in where we and what we do. But the bottom the bottom line is what we do as a school board definitely affects the town council because um, we do stuff that that you know. They don't. That all of a sudden the town's going to have a reaction to it, and they have to help deal with the reaction because maybe the police department's involved, maybe you know, maybe other emergency services are involved. And I think the best thing about the shared services committee is that we are constantly talking to each other. So as Kurt said before, when Hurricane Sandy comes around, um, we're at the table with them. They invited us to um, to the emergency management meetings and. We helped each other out. We we helped each other out with fueling of vehicles and um, stuff like that, uh, and when the schools were going to be closed till, and can we open schools for as as um, warming centers and stuff? Uh, because we have this shared services agreement and this relationship with each other, it's just so much easier for us. Mm. Um, I'm gonna be. Uh, Wrapping up a little bit here, uh, any final words of advice? You, you said it, some of it already. Uh, Gene, we'll start back with you about a district, how to do this and how to stick with it, and, and the benefits that you see. Well, the benefits are, are obvious, I and mean, we save a lot of money. 
um, we the communication helps us in emergency situations, like Mike said. Um, so those are the two most obvious benefits. As far as uh, how do you go about it, like I said, you reach out. If it doesn't work the first time, you try it, you go back again. We, we've had, listen, everything's not a success. We had the problem in the beginning with the uh, maintenance didn't work. Uh, we still have an issue that you know, about parking near the high school and where to put a parking lot, and that's an issue that's ongoing that you would think, you know, we should be able to come to an easy conclusion, but it doesn't always work that way. So you've got to keep at it. Persistence is the key, and everybody's got to be respectful. You can't, because I disagree with Kurt on something or Kurt disagrees with Mike, we're still very respectful of each other. Say, it's not, it's, we're not Congress. We're not yelling at each other across the, the aisle. We have an intelligent, sane conversation, and 90% of the time it works out to everybody's benefit. So I, I think it's important that you're courteous and professional, and you just, uh, you know, just keep at it. Okay, uh, Michael? Uh, you know, I think shared services became such a buzzword um, in the last few years. And uh, if you're not looking into your own town where, um, to begin with shared services, I think you're missing out a lot. Uh, and again, like Gene said, this persistence and this back and forth, and as long as we're respectful to one another, uh, we don't feel like one's trying to outdo another um, you know, outdo each other, uh, it's a good thing. I think, you know, people might not agree with me. I think the fact that changing the elections to November and not and the public um, not voting on the school budget has a good effect on, on our shared services agreement because if the school budget got voted down, then all of a sudden the town would be able to cut our budget. And I think that in itself puts a little friction between the town and the and the board, and that's not there anymore. So that that's helped us out a little bit. That's a very interesting uh, observation, uh, because I, I do know some of the animosities in those towns where the budget was defeated on a fairly regular basis, uh, and the board kind of resented some of the cuts by the municipal governing body. Kurt, any final uh, recommendations and to anyone? I think there's just in the end we're all taken from the same tax pool, and I think everyone has to realize that. So you know it's it's the public you know and for us it's fair loans taxes, and you know shame on shame on us if we're not looking to use it the best way. And by having a shared service um, agreement between the board of ed and the fair, and the municipality, you know we can assure people that we are looking for the best ways to spend their money. Um, and I definitely encourage everyone to who's listening to, to you know if you have questions or if your town's not doing this. To reach out to one of us or Debbie from South Plainfield or another community that's doing this because it's it's really beneficial. I, I just read today um, that Lynnhurst Township um, just did a mutual agreement uh, between the borough and the, uh, the school board with uh, moving Lincoln Elementary School and creating a new middle school by swapping land. Uh, so it's it's really I think with the two percent cap on our budgets, it's really forcing a lot more communities to come together. Um, I wish it wasn't, I didn't have to use the word force, um, but we should, it should be something people want to do, and uh, it's really beneficial. Okay, uh, that'll be bringing us to the end of the program. I'd like to thank my three guests, uh, Mike Rosenberg. Thank you, Mike, from the thank you. Board of Ed. Uh, Gene Banta, also from the Board of Ed in Fairlawn. My pleasure. Okay, and Kurt Peluso uh, from the governing thank body you, Ray. of uh, 
Fairlawn. And uh, I think Fairlawn's lucky to have uh, two entities that work together like this. I think the citizens probably appreciate that. Uh, and thank you, and to our next program. And that brings us Okay, to thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. All right, guys, take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys.